Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 81, recorded on Monday, 12th December 2011. Geeking out with the aliens. It's been a challenging time for the This Week in Lotus crew with user group meetings, international travel, birthdays and new projects. So we're a bit late with this episode. However, we grabbed some time this evening with Femke Goodhart to discuss Redbook residencies, Connect 2012, Nerve activities and much, much more. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. Well, hello and welcome to episode 81 of This Week in Lotus. We are back for the weekly roundtable discussion of all things Lotus. I am Stuart McIntyre and I'm joined by Darren Duke. Hello, Darren. Hello, Stuart. I'm hoping if I keep my fingers crossed, I'll get home before 2 a.m. today. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a few goes at this so far, haven't we? How's life in Atlanta? It is good. Lisa comes home today and, and me and the animals survived and we didn't eat each other, which is always <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, we stole your wife away for social connections over here in Cardiff. Yes, so I, I was left with Kentucky Fried Chicken and Big Beans. <laughs> oh, I did feel bad for you. That was a lovely tweet. <laughs> Well, it's great great to be back on This Week in Lotus. Obviously, we're recording a bit late this week, but we'll get this out as quickly as we possibly can and then go into recording 82 in just a couple of days. I mean, just keep going. We'll just do two hours (laughs) and call it 81 and 82. We could. Well, if all else fails, we will. Now, this week, we are uh, three Europeans, but all currently recording from Eastern Time USA, which is slightly bizarre. Um, We have with us today Femke. Hi there, Femke. How are you? Hi there, Stuart. I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. Do you want to give us your full name? Because I've uh, I've uh, avoided <laughs> saying it once again. And also, who you work for and what you do there. Okay, my full name is Femke Goethart. Um And that last name is probably a bit difficult for you, but you can say Goodhart. So that's the same meaning, actually, as it is in Dutch. Okay, I work good. for Silversides. Um, we're a business partner, a premier business partner in the Netherlands. And we specialize in social business uh, document management, collaboration, and business process management. Excellent. That's good. And um, you, we've obviously met at user groups around the world, and I guess you'll be at Lotusphere very soon. Yes, I'm certainly going to be there, and I uh, really love being there, so it's great that I got the opportunity to go this year. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us this week. So, Femke, <laughs> do you want to tell us why you're in Bali this week? Well, I'm here actually on a Redbook residency, and um, it's a Redbook residency for social, a social business, social media, actually. Um, it's relatively new, so we're the first group that is out there, and it's actually the idea is to, to get a group of people together um, to give them a social business training and uh, lots of sessions and people to talk to, and to actually start blogging about that. So it's, it's quite exciting, and as we're the first group, it's also still a bit experimental, and we're just determining what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, but it's great. So I guess this is a bit of an exception to the normal kind of red books, isn't it? Because they tend to be quite technical in nature, don't they? You know, how to approach a certain uh, technical problem and solve it, you know, the, the coding you use and, and so on. Whereas this sounds like it's much more kind of business focused. Yeah, it is actually. And 
it's it's more also about strategies and about how to go about becoming a social business that it's uh, discussing. So, yeah, I, I think it is different than the technical ones. And I actually did a technical one a couple of years uh, back on, on Domino Document Manager. So I had some experience with that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this is going to work out. As said, I mean, it's still first day here. So for, even for me, it's still a, a really new thing. Okay, and will you be doing the whole of the Red Book on-premise there, or are you just kind of starting it off and then going back home and working from there? Well, actually, as it's not a full Red Book, it's a residency, um, it's only going to be for one week, and the rest will be, uh, well, at home. So, Femke, I appreciate you probably can't give us the names of the people you're working with, but do you want to talk us about um, talk about just the, the panel on the Red Wiki? You know, who's involved? Is it a mixture of IBMers, customers and partners? Yes, it's a mix of, uh, of, of partners and IBMers in this case. Um, and the funny thing is that I was expecting a lot of people that were uh, really already out there in the social branch, but they really took a complete new set of people with a lot of diversity um, and a lot of different specialities to get together and to actually get, well, new topics on the agenda as well. So I really like that, actually. It's not the, the usual crowd, let's say it that way. That sounds great. Okay, I really look forward to that coming out. I hope it it, it sort of hits the streets fairly soon because I, I think it's it's really something that could be useful. I, I think a lot of customers are beginning to kind of get the idea of what social business is about, but I think any tips that we can give them to help them along that line would be really useful. Would you agree, Darren? Yeah, I mean, especially with Lotusphere and Connect, uh, that, that kind of thing, it would be a good red pamphlet-y thing to give out, I think, to the Connect people as well. Emka, do you know roughly when it's going to be available? Well, pretty soon, actually. And as it's mostly blogging, um, it, it, it will not just be a, a one thing only. Um, it's going to be a continuous uh, range of blogs. And how it's going to be publicized further on, I don't know yet. As said, those kind of details, they're still a bit sketchy and a bit uh, unclear to even me. Um, but what I could say is that it's really interesting for people to check out the, the social business blog that IBM has. Um, because that's that's the main place where information will be posted. They have a social have a business blog? They do. Didn't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's ibm.com slash blogs slash social business. And it's it's already pretty active, so I'd really advise you guys to check it out also. Okay, we'll make sure the um, the link is in the show notes for that. That sounds good. And, and Darren, uh, of course, um, yeah, we mentioned that, that Lisa was away. She was over at the Social Connections event in the UK. And I guess that's kind of similar similar topics is that we were trying to, to give customers a hand up in terms of how to get going with social business. And, and Lisa did a great presentation on some of the things she's learned over the year or so she's been doing social business consultancy. So, um, yeah, great feedback on that. Yeah, and she has a way of distilling it into only one slide and I think that shocks people when they get up there say oh yeah I don't have any slides it kind of panics people <laughs> oh my god how am I going to follow along um, but it is I mean it's it's a reasonably simple process but it's like everything else if you don't know anything yourself mm. it's it's kind of hard unless you know someone like us or you or somebody else in, in, in who does this it, it's kind of hard to find a subject matter expert who's not just trying to take your money yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of gurus out there that have uh, have learned it about two weeks before opening house. Um, right. Yeah. So or Twitter. Yeah. Right, that's not that's not the same thing. 
No, exactly. And social media doesn't equal social business. And um, and it, it seemed to be a very successful event. Obviously, um, you know, I probably can't speak for how it was an attendee, but um, but certainly the the feedback we got from those that were there, particularly in terms of the location and and some of the things that went on in the evening, uh, was very positive. So um, the presentations and the videos from the social collections event will be up on the website in the next couple of weeks, I guess, probably by by the end of this week, if we possibly can. And I haven't watched the videos yet, but I am going to go back and watch them when I have, well, not a podcast to record. <laughs> and we, um, had, we had some challenges with networking to kick us off, so we started about a quarter of an hour late with the uh, with the streaming, so we apologise for, for that, but uh, everything is recorded, so we'll get all those up on YouTube as soon as we can. But I was following on Twitter, and there was nothing but good things said on, on Twitter, which, uh, you know, I think it, it probably was a good conference, and I wouldn't set aside that just because it was in a castle where there are swords and pickaxes on the wall that Stuart could hit people with. I don't think that skewed the, the tw- tweet stream at all. <laughs> One hopes not. It, it, I, you know, I, I just hope it, people enjoyed it as much as we did. We're, we're actually looking at where we do the third one. We're going to run them every six months, as you're probably aware. So the next one's going to be kind of April-May time frame. Um, and so if anybody particularly wants Social Connections to come to a place near them, and they can get a good number of customers particularly to attend them maybe some other partners as well, then please do let us know. Uh, we welcome any feedback that people have. Is that geographically limited, like Lac de Triomphe for Grand Canyon or anything like that? <laughs> Wherever it can be organised. I mean, you know, certainly that there seems to be a lot of people in the US who would appreciate a, a connections user group somewhere local to them. Uh, obviously, with the, with the distances involved in the US, it's pretty difficult to pick anywhere yeah. where everybody can get to, you know, maybe New York or, or somewhere. Um or else somewhere in Europe um, and again we've had some uh, some good feedback from folks in the Netherlands uh, and Femke maybe you want to come in here but there seems to be a good few um, partners in the Netherlands that are taking up connections and are having some successes there yeah that's true we, we're, we are really building our customer base with uh, with connections and uh, there's a lot of interest for connections at this moment here in the Netherlands so I think it would be great to actually have it in the Netherlands and you already had some of the, of the customers from the Netherlands, and I even saw a business partner there because I was following the live stream, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. Well, you know, I, I, I again, I just value all the feedback people left on, on Twitter and so on. Um, and, you know, look out for the stream. If you weren't able to follow along on the day, then uh, then do enjoy the content that we, we shared there. I think there was some fabulous stuff in there. So hope everybody gets some value from that. And the Salvation Army guys helped on the streaming, right? They the video? did. Um, they are amazing folks. Mark Callaghan and his team down there, um, they hosted the first ever Social Connections 1 uh, event back in July. And they stepped in this time when we had some issues getting our audiovisual stuff sorted out in time and did, again, a phenomenal job with all the streaming. They have a certain amount of kit that they use for their own internal events that they make available to us. But there were still um, you know, four people travelled down and took part in, in doing that streaming. And so, you know, thank you to them. Thank you too to Simon Vaughan and everybody at Cardiff University for hosting us down there they were tremendous hosts on the day so is the castle actually part of university no no i'm sure they wish it was it's just down the road it's literally about a five minute walk uh, from the university but the main the main bit of the day was held in the council chamber it used to be um the glamorgan county council that ran basically set the whole of the south of wales um and then uh, they they changed around the councils and the, and the university took over that room and that building and and so we had some you know some fabulous location to to run the event from impressive only surpassed by the Ajax Stadium. Yes. 
I don't think you can beat that actually. Do, doing a uh, a keynote for Lotus User Group, looking out over a, uh, a European stadium, I think is pretty special. Only maybe Real Madrid. Yeah, I have to get the Spanish user group there one day. <laughs> and, and talking of keynotes, of course, Lotusphere and um, Connect planning goes on uh, apace. I think since the last time we spoke, the abstract selections have all been announced and uh, people know whether they're going to be speaking there. The agenda hasn't been published yet, but still, with with a good number of announcements for people that are speaking, I think we're beginning to get a bit of a theme in terms of who's going to be presenting and on what topics. I was surprised how many top tier i would consider top tier x pages developers were rejected i was expecting a whole host of x pages quality content and while i still think the the x pages content will be quality i don't think there's going to be so much of it which i think is strange and and you know it's it, it's tough isn't it every every year we kind of want some things from the abstract selection process don't we we want yeah, we want some new speakers. We don't want it to be all the same speakers, um, but we also want our favourites to be back. Um, we also want the big names to be there, and we also want our favourite topics to be there. And I think, you know, when you only have a certain number of sessions, particularly this year with Connect kind of being, uh, you know, run in the same buildings as as was the whole of Lotusphere, um, it's going to be pretty hard for them to hit all those targets all at the same time. But you're right; it, it was certainly very interesting to watch the tweets on that day and see who wasn't selected as much as who was. And you're right. I, I do think they've had to maybe tone down the number of speaker slots. But I do, and, and this is it's been a while, so I've managed to calm down. But I think IBM did a disservice asking people to submit abstracts for Connect when it looks, to all intents and purposes, that there were no external speaker selections at all for Connect. I think that is despicable on IBM's behalf. Is, is it, that's a that's a really tough one, and and we don't know the background, um, but certainly it looks like. But if you don't want them, don't ask. They, you could say that. You could say that, Darren. And and as as somebody who submitted to con to Connect. Um, it, it, it was tricky submitting to Connect because there wasn't any track information available when the abstracts were called for, which made it quite tricky. Um, having said that, I'm really excited about the Connect conference. There's some good uh, speakers and some thought leaders there, but you're right, there isn't, uh, there weren't many abstracts selected from those that appear to be been submitted by the um, community, which d does make it a bit difficult for those that, that put so much time and effort into doing the abstracts for that. However, we've still got to hope it's going to be a good agenda. Um, in fact, I think it's going to be announced this week, the Connect agenda. So hopefully people can, can get a feel from that and, and see whether that's something that they can invite their executives and, and managers to. Femke, um, what, what's your feel on, on the abstract? I think you submitted one, didn't you? Um, any any thoughts on, on, the, on the announcement of the abstracts that were selected? Yes, I did submit uh, two, actually. Um, and both got turned down, so... I'm in the list of people of people that didn't get in, but to be honest, I don't really mind because I think that the people that got selected that I saw on Twitter, they, those are really good people also. So I'm just curious to see what they are going to present and and how that's going to be. And sometimes a change of of people is also good to to get some new ideas and some new points of view in uh, in. So let's see and, and wait. And on the good side, I can always go and swim with the killer whales. <laughs> 
this is very true. So, today, in fact... And I'm sure the IBMers would love to throw me in with the killer <laughs> Yeah, maybe with the sharks, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're wondering what Darren's on about, um, the Lotusphere party was announced probably in the last couple of days. I'm not quite sure when it went on the website, but it appears um, it got picked up today by, by Mr. McGarrell. Um and and then I blogged about it too. Um, so the party is going to be at SeaWorld this year. I can't ever remember Lotus Fair going to SeaWorld. I think it has been once in the past, but it was probably before my time. I saw someone say a couple of weeks ago on some random... It may have been a Skype chat, something like that, but someone had said that they, they, they had been at SeaWorld and... Um, somebody, one of the IBM executives, was actually swimming for dolphins over killer whales or something. Ooh, okay. That may have something to do with it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I, I think it's an interesting place to hold the party. Clearly, there are some good roller coasters there. I think there's a new one called Manta, uh, which looks pretty special. Um, and and there's also probably one of the tallest roller coasters in the Orlando a uh, area as well at SeaWorld. So it could be pretty spectacular. I don't know uh, how they kind of manage it. Um, in the same way as, as the other parks do, because I don't think there are quite so many rides at SeaWorld, uh, so maybe some of the other attractions will be open for the audience to go and have a look around. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be wearing my yellow Speedos swimming with the dolphins. <laughs> you don't normally go to the parties, do you? No, but this one I might go to, actually, because this, this, this piques my interest. I do love to watch dolphins. They really relax me, which, again, might please IBM. <laughs> and Femke, are you looking forward to SeaWorld? Um, I, I was actually wasn't even aware of it because I've been well submersed in the Red Book all day anyway. But if you're talking about my uh, dolphins, I mean, there are two big ones on the roof, you know. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true. My kids call them the dropped fishes. Yeah, it looked like somebody's kind of dropped these enormous fishes out of the sky and they're kind of squashed on their noses on the top of that hotel. And I'm not sh not really sure they look much like dolphins. That's true. But that's just me. <laughs> and so uh, let's move on to another um, series of events that are going on at Lotusphere this year. Um, it, it's really been a highlight for the last probably three or four years, which is the Nerd Girls are back again with a series of events. I think there's probably a boff. Uh, Femke, you can fill me in on that. And there's also a couple of kind of social events too. Do you want to tell us about those? Uh, yes, it, it's true. Um, there's two that I really want to talk about, and one of them is the, the Nerd Girl Spark session, which is new actually, it wasn't there last year. And what we're trying to do is to get people out of the community and out of the, the business uh, society to, to talk about things that really inspire them. And of course, there has to be a relation to what it's all about, so, so social would be good. Uh, but it's not so, so much uh, to talk about products or things, but more about things that really touch you in your heart and, and make sure that, that well, you, you want to inspire somebody else with it. And we've had already a couple of really great submissions for that, but we can still use new submissions. So if there's people out there that have a, st a story they want to uh, share with us, then, well, please react because it's great to, to hear from people around the community and how they incorporate their work into their daily life or what they encounter. So... It sounds a little bit kind of TED Talkish, doesn't it? So we're talking about short sessions, you know, five to six minute kind of presentations, and up to six, I think we'll have the chance to do it. And and really, you can talk about anything you like. Is that right? Yes, that's more or less right. Yeah, yeah. And and the TED talks, yes, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve to find people that can really 
uh, inspire the, the rest of the community. That's also why we, we call it Spark Session, so that you want to spark an interest with other people. And is this, is this a nerd girl session, so are you looking for ladies to do the, the six-minute sessions? No, Nerd Girls is the organizer, but it's not necessarily only girls that we're looking for. And actually, uh, a few of the submissions that we already got are from, from males, so we're really looking for people to inspire, and it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy or whatever. And you need abstracts sent in, so, so where do people send those abstracts? Um, there is a, a blog actually for the nerd girls and all the information about this spark session is on there. Uh, so if you're looking for information then go to nerdgirlsrule.wordpress.com and there's all, there you can find all the information that you need to, to do a submission. But in fact it's really easy, just write what you want to talk about, uh, send us a small bio of who you are and, and why you, you think you want to talk about this and then we'll submit it for a for review. I inspire me most days. <laughs> and, and, and Femke, do you know when this session's going to be? Um, to be honest, I don't actually. <laughs> um, I would have to look it up, but it's somewhere in the week. So okay. it will be on the schedule when the schedule gets out. Okay, I mean, that, that sounds like a, a really tremendous session. I look forward to finding out when that's going to be on the agenda. I don't think that's been made clear yet. And also, there's a another Nerd Girl session back uh, this year, I think for the second time, which is the Great Geek Challenge. Now, we, we mentioned this briefly when Gab was on a couple of weeks ago, but Femke, do you want to tell us all about the Great Geek Challenge? Um, well, what actually is, is it's just a, 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 a quiz, actually, for nerds and uh, we're hosting it. It's a big party. Everybody should come. It's really fun. Um, there's going to be lots of nerdy questions. And to be honest, you guys have been there last year. I, I wasn't at Lotusphere last year, so for me it's new actually. Um, but it should be great. The things I've heard about it were great. Since since I was on that great geek challenge the first time, I now suffer from geek impotence. I used to think I was a geek, then I attended that quiz. The questions were so hard. That's what I can remember. Particularly the round that was on comics. I think that was all down to, to Gab's husband, Tim Davis, saying some really tricky questions. But it, it was certainly a good test of, of one's geekiness. And they've got a mobile app, right? I think I saw it on Twitter. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, there is a mobile app. So you can take some, some pop questions to, to see how good your nerdy challenges or your ner nerdy knowledge is, sorry. Um, and you should enter, actually, because you can actually win prizes with that. So we're going to, to do four rounds before Lotusphere of these uh, questions on the mobile app. And after each week, we're going to, to choose a winner. And that person will get a, a special gift, a nerdy gift. Sounds excellent. Okay, that, that's great. I think that's going to be in the um, ice cream bar at the bottom of the, this, the escalator in the Dolphin. Um, I don't know quite which night. I think it's Tuesday night. Uh, yes, it is. Excellent. Sounds good. So it's great to have the Nerd Girls back again this year. Other things on the agenda. Uh, I, I know how much you love our dear friends at Research in Motion, <laughs> but they seem to have dropped to an even lower level this week. So what's been going on? Nothing to do with phones. Nothing to do with subscriber levels. But two of their executives were handcuffed on a plane on the way to China and not only were they handcuffed for being drunk and disorderly and, and basically slapping upside the head a couple of people but that wasn't enough they then 
managed to nibble their way out of said plastic handcuffs. And the flight had to be diverted and they were escorted off. And needless to say, Rim has subsequently fired, it looks like, said executives. But, you know, Rim just don't need any more bad press. And this just kind of sums up their their 2007 through 2011 years are summed up by this one, or these two guys. If it's guys, I think it is guys. Yeah, I think so. You just couldn't write it, could you? I mean, if you wrote that in a book, nobody would believe you. But um, no. <laughs> supposed execs get you know, get arrested for, for being drunk and disorderly and then chew their way out of their handcuffs. I mean, it's, it's just like, fantastic. It's like the two hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joy. Um, and the other thing in the news in that kind of area is HP has finally decided it's definitely going to discontinue uh, all work on WebOS. I think they're open sourcing it. That's the uh, talk. Whether it takes off as an open source platform, I think remains to be seen, especially given um, Android's kind of stop-start faltering success, faltering success kind of rodeo that's going on with that. Um, you know, I've never had a WebOS device, but everyone that's had one, uh, seven people I know that <laughs> they, they count worldwide, they do swear down it's the most innovative uh, device, an intuitive device they've ever used. Uh, and in that list, I would include... You know, Jess Stratton, I heard rave about it on the 1352 report. Bill Malchinsky will tell you at the drop of a hat how good it is. So I think if, if someone does pick it up and runs with it, I think it might have some potential. The It remains to be seen whether that's going to happen. You know, is, is, is there enough room for another platform? HP didn't think so. But then again, HP have just been almost modeling themselves on rim of late. So who would know? Yeah. Just, just wonder how far they can fall, you know, before before they either go out of business or, or you know, resurrect themselves in some way, sort of a la, a la Apple. I can't see it happening personally. Um, and another piece in the news this week is that Ed Brill announced today that there are now Symphony viewers for iOS, which allow you to view at least um, open document formats with full fidelity on the iPhone platform. They're already available for Android. Um, it doesn't allow you to edit them, unfortunately, though. So it's just purely for read-only viewers. Um, I think it's a good step in the right direction. I didn't even know my iShinies wouldn't display them until he posted that blog post. Well, actually, he alluded to it the other day on some other blog post. And that made me sit there and think, huh, have I never opened an ODT on, on an iShiny? And I guess I haven't. And I haven't been out, but I, want, I, I am planning on downloading the viewers. Um, and yes, it doesn't allow you to edit them. I mean, that, that would be handy on an i on an maybe on an iPad, but on an iPhone, I'm never going to create a spreadsheet or a, or a word processor document myself. Uh, I can think of better ways to go blind than that. <laughs> um, and Luis Benitez also announced that there's been some uh, updates to Lotus Live. I've got a feeling that Ed's going to blog about those tomorrow. Um, and so basically they've brought quite a lot of functionality from the IBM Connections on-premise solution into the Lotus Live uh, cloud-based solution. They've also integrated Project Zec, which I think is quite interesting. Project Zec is a uh, quite well-known Lotus-based project management system that comes from a, a third party. I think it's Trilog Group that developed it, that. It is, yes. And and that's now available on Lotus Live as well, which I think could be quite useful to, to those that use Lotus Live. I think it would be very useful. And um, we've had lots of customers inquire about it over the years. We don't sell it, so I don't know if we've, it's ever been implemented even, but I know that's it usually the first stop people stop at for project management. 
Yeah, it's meant to be very, very good. I've not personally used it um, in any great detail, but it's, it's certainly good that, that IBM is continuing to you know, develop Lotus Live and push it forward. Um, and just to finish us off with a topic, I don't know whether any of you saw um, that uh, Mikkel Heisterberg um, announced uh, just at the end of last week, I think it was, that they've announced on time for IBM Connections, which basically brings the, the very well-regarded group scheduling uh, tool that um, on time have produced for Notes and Domino actually into the IBM Connections environment. So you can go into a community and you can see all the people in that community, um, what's on their schedule, when they're available, and you can begin to book meetings and so on, um, I believe, for those users in that community as well, which I think is a phenomenal tool for those that already use that, um, that group calendaring tool. I do too, and I think this is the first real step of the integration between the quote-unquote email is dead and quote-unquote social business is the way to go because you cannot get rid of both so you have to integrate and I, it always struck me as a bit weird that connections was always missing some type of group scheduling ability which both domino and quicker has had and then i think this fits in a very nice uh component to overcome that and it's always struck me a bit weird that ibm didn't come up with anything like that but who knows? You know, group, uh, on time is, is is a very good product, and actually is way better than the group calendar in notes. But well, most things are right. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, good stuff. There's certainly lots of news from around the community. This has obviously been quite a, a quick roundup show, but I think we've been through quite a lot of stuff that's going on. We've got a, a quite a big episode coming up in a few days' time with uh, somebody on the Lotusphere and Connect organising committee who will take us through some of the uh, developments there. So, Oh, I should have been nicer. <laughs> no, no, no. Now maybe, you tell me. Maybe she can just answer your <laughs> query on that. It'll be interesting to see. So, um, as ever, we're going to finish our podcast with a tip from each of our guests. Now, I'm bringing this on on you guys because we haven't had much time for prep this week so Femke do you want to kick us off what's your tip well I think that the best tip I can give is to actually check out the blog for uh, the, the social um, the social blog sorry for IBM which is ibm.com slash blogs slash social business and it's all about news and thoughts on becoming a business that is engaged and transparent and nimble according to their own site. So, yeah, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of blogs on there. It's really interesting. Check it out. Excellent. Thank you. And Darren? This is a strange tip. It's it's about Windows 7. And the other day, for some obscure reason, which I can't remember why, I had to upgrade a Windows 7 home machine to Windows 7 Professional. And in the old days, that would mean completely reinstalling Windows or going out and buy a disk, completely reinstalling Windows. You've got a blurring all the way. You have to reinstall your programs. Well, in Windows 7, there's the anytime upgrade thing where you just basically buy a key. You, you go to the start menu, you go to anytime upgrade, you type the key in, and 10 minutes later, your Windows home machine is now a Windows Pro machine. Ooh, that's very neat. It was actually quite impressive, and I'm, not, I'm very rarely impressed these days by Microsoft, but that actually impressed me. <laughs> It did make me laugh today. I, as some will be aware, I'm, I've just started a project at a client I can't talk about in New York uh, today. And I was given a shiny new Lenovo ThinkPad with Windows 7 on it. And within literally 30 seconds, I blue screened to death uh, that machine, which <laughs> I, I thought was, was particular talent on my behalf. Um, I have a couple of it updates. Is. 
on, on tips I've uh, given before, actually. One is that Zite, which is my very favourite um, kind of news uh, service for the iPad, which basically takes your preferences in terms of what stories you're interested in and continues to kind of um, using uh, using artificial intelligence, you know, make them better as you go on. You say which stories you like, which ones you don't like, which topics you want to follow, and it keeps on giving you a better and better stream of news. Well, that's now available for the iPhone just this week, uh, completely free. It's obviously a sort of more simplified uh, user interface than the iPad version is, but but it's great you can now get that on the iPhone. Um, the other one I was going to mention um, is the uh, travel tool, um, which is the British Airways app. Um, I, I know most. Um, uh, I know most airlines have their own apps now uh, that you can use. But Sherry's one, um, it's really nice to use. And as most of them do, it allows you to download your um, your boarding pass onto your phone. Uh, and I, I was really surprised. It really does work. I think, Darren, you mentioned this for your Delta trip, didn't you, um, a few weeks back. The, the nice thing about the Brasheri's one is that you can do all of the booking process on your phone. So you can actually select your seats. You can um, you know, update your passport information, all that, all from your, your phone or iPad. So if you travel regularly with your airline, do check uh, that whether they've got an app available. Yeah, and I think the Delta one's just been up- updated, so it tells you on your upgrade status as well. Ooh. Not that I ever get one, but, you know. <laughs> Me neither. I think <laughs> we just hardcore in. You're not getting a free upgrade. <laughs> they probably listened to this podcast and found that you, yeah, and I, I, them at some point. I, I do have another tip. Um, yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes, but I saw on Twitter the other day that Electronic Arts are giving away a whole slew of games for the iPad, the iPhone, and Android over the, over the next couple of weeks. And I've, like, Flight Control, there's tons of them. I've probably downloaded, like, 16 games in the last two days, and they're all free. Wow. Okay. Previously commercial games, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll put the link out there. Brilliant. Okay, we'll make sure that's in the show notes. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, short but sweet episode. I hope everybody's enjoyed that. We'll just quickly go around the table and ask, how do people find you? Darren? Blog.downduke.net for things technically related and how to sort a full text index search in notes and on twitter all one word darren duke for my rants against passport advantage evil evil software <laughs> been there done that and femka how do people find you uh so yes i got a blog too um it's femkagoedart.blogspot.com uh, it's in the notes probably for this uh uh, for this podcast, so that's easier to find than when I'll start spelling it because I'll probably do it wrong anyway. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter as well, and uh, under my own name, it's Femke Goedhart. Um, so find me there, and I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, most of the other systems. So just search for me, you'll find me. Terrific. Thank you for stepping in today uh, on the podcast, Femke. I really appreciate your time, and good luck with that residency. Thank you. And I am Stuart McIntyre. You can find me on Twitter at Stuart McIntyre and the company is collaborationmatters.com. So thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've all enjoyed this podcast. Um, We've had several requests, uh, not least at Social Collections the other day, to return to our original theme music. So we have done that this week. Hope you enjoy it being back. And until next week, this was This Week in Lotus. Bye. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. So do you want to tell us why you're in Boston this week? Well, I'm not in Boston, actually. I'm in Raleigh. Raleigh. Ah, <laughs> that was a yeah, bad I, guess. Then. Let, let me try yeah, again. Yeah.
Let me try again. <laughs> so, so, do you want to tell us why you're in Boston this week? <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all my bloopers this week. But it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Oh, we've got a really bad echo now. Yes, well, actually, what the Great Peak Channel Challenge... Sorry, can we do it again? Just start again. Yeah, well, the, the Great Peak Channel... I can't... <laughs> <laughs> so that's one for the, the bloopers. I can't pronounce that word. The Great Peak Challenge... <laughs> Um, yeah, you can find me on my blog. Um, it's femkegoedhart.blogspot.com. Uh, Femke Goodhart is F-I-M-K-I. No, sorry. Ah! <laughs> Why do I always mess this up? Just do it. Don't feel bad. She can't even get her own name right. <laughs> when I'm getting nervous, I can't talk English anymore. This is terrible. <laughs> Same thing applies to me. Me as well. <laughs> Mine's when I drink a I can't speak English anymore. Oh, then my English gets really good, actually. <laughs> I should drink more. Um, no, it's, it's Femke... My blog... Sorry, my, my blog is femkegoedhart.blogspot... Oh, right <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have. I'm good. This you. is terrible. Okay. I think it's safer if, you, if one of you says it. <laughs> <laughs>